0: Okay, today I want to make a quick podcast about web design secrets. Web design is highly important if you're selling anything online. Uh, And you can't look at it as selling something online because it's the same as selling something in person. Every aspect of selling something online has to be perfectly tailored to the audience that you're selling to. Now, if you're good at selling something to a person, if you're good at having a conversation with a person, you can easily flow through the different scenarios and handle different things that they might bring up. But when you're translating that to a website, you have to Be very careful and weave them through a story on the page that would most identify with the things that they are going to object to. So you can get them to the point that you can then take them to where they want to go, which means that they buy something from you and then you go and continue to help them. See, this is all stuff that has been said by many people. are way more successful than I am, but I'm just trying to synthesize what I know and how I think about it. And I think I'm just trying to sell it to people who might not understand this. Um, So I'm logically going through what I've understood so far. And when it comes to web design, uh, it's the same as as sales. Um, It's the same... Same thing as selling. So another thing that really works well in web design is copying what works. And there's a lot of successful people or successful brands that are doing something. One of my favorite brands online with how they sell is ASOP. And I think people are scared to emulate something that is working because they think that, A, their product isn't as good as the thing that's working, B, it's unethical, Um, and the two two things I have to say about that is the best brands, the best luxury type things, they are not even perfect, okay? So you have to look at your product and say, yeah, it's not perfect, it's never going to be perfect, but let's position ourselves in a market where we can get the most for what we have. Because that enables you to have a higher quality of service to people. So my favorite brand, Aesop, let me walk you through what they do. Uh, I used to think of this the entire opposite way. I used to think, oh, you need to get successful and then you need to build a like, really beautiful store. No. What they did was they had a really cool product idea, really fancy product idea. That doesn't cost a lot to make. Uh, sure, there's R&D, there's, you know, you need to have licenses or uh, you need to register, whatever. You need to have like safety certifications if it's for uh, a product like what ASOP has. But they started with the product and they started getting the product into people's hands. Then on the back end, they were able to build these beautiful stores that uh, exist within the area where they sell their product. They're, uh, wh- where the store is located, they're able to have a beautiful store that um, is, I- I'm going to use an architectural kind of language here, but it's able to communicate with the local environment and bring clues from historical things in that environment. Uh, for example, if if you go to the one in Los Angeles, they kind of use the design language of certain historical buildings nearby. And why is that important? Because that is a huge benefit to the experience of going to the store is having the feature of a beautiful store, a beautiful experience. Next level from that is the service that you get when you get to the store. They walk up to you, they give you free samples, they... they they actually apply the sample to you, <laughs> to your hand. And there's a beautiful sink that they, that they walk you to. And they say, here, try this. How does this feel? And then you rinse your hands off and then you try another one. And they sell lotions and uh, soap and they sell perfumes. And oh my God, I just, I can't talk, about, talk enough about how much I love this brand. But how does it apply to your brand? Well, if it isn't obvious at this point, the level of service needs to be immense, and that is what they do that is what they provide a huge level of service and it costs a little bit to to get to experience that. well, really, it doesn't because you're not paying that much for what you get. you get so much they over deliver so highly that what you pay the sixty dollars for the perfume or the sixty dollars for whatever you're buying for from them is actually so cheap in comparison to what you actually get. It's so cool. I love this stuff so much. But everyone around you is going to tell you that you're crazy for charging that much money. Everyone around you is going to tell you that you shouldn't provide XYZ thing. And that's because they don't want to provide high levels of service. They They're too lazy, which is fine. Everybody is lazy. Nobody like starts out wanting to help other people. They don't see the value in it because it's just give, give, or it's just take, take, take. They just want to take uh, and see how much they can take from people. But when you realize that you've got to start giving to people, um, uh, you start giving to people and, and giving as much as you can. I'm kind of pacing in my bedroom, which is my office right now. So that's why it sounds like that. Um, you got to give. You just give what you know. You give what you're what you're good at, and then people will buy from you. But in a certain other few businesses that I've been a part of, uh, the key points that we lacked was our level of service that we provided, and it's hard knowing when you're when you're there when you're working there how to achieve that level of service. And there's yes quote pushback. Uh, There's people who don't want to participate, but that's, you know, where it becomes an issue of, okay, do you want to run with us or not? But when you are convinced that your product is great, first you have to get convinced. And I don't think um, some of the products that I've been a part of in the past, I don't think people were convinced that the product was the best. And it has nothing to do with the product. It has nothing to do with them. It's simply just having confidence. So I think a lot of people lack confidence because they don't want to get embarrassed. Well, guess what? Getting embarrassed is part of having confidence. <laughs> you have to be okay with becoming embarrassed. So let's say you have, um, I mean, <laughs> this, this applies to like Snickers bars. I looked up how much uh, Snickers bar is worth, like the whole company. I couldn't, I didn't find the, the answer to that, but the point is that right now <laughs> they're making millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars every second because their bar is in front of so many people and it costs $1.50 that that's the thing that people buy because they want to solve the need of, you know, that their desire is to not feel hungry. Um, so it literally sells itself. That's why they don't have to do that much advertising and the advertising they do is, you know, it doesn't really matter right now, uh, but they still advertise. So the marketing of the thing is so important. You have to market whatever you have. And if you're not making enough sales for your thing right now, it's because you're not marketing enough and people are not confident in marketing. Well, it's okay. Don't worry. Just go put yourself out there. I put myself out there probably a little too much. Um, but I'm very confident that people who are out there have stuff that I can help them with and they can help me with, uh, things that I need help with. So, uh, I just think that people don't want to put their product out there. Your product is great. Even if it's not perfect, get it into as many people's hands as you can get it into. Um, and, uh, I don't. Maybe just no one has ever told you that, but you need to do that. It is the single factor that is between you and having success. And I don't know what, what limiting beliefs you have, but uh, maybe it's just that you don't want to get up on the Saturday and go talk to people about your product. Everybody is a customer. Everybody is a customer for your product. It doesn't matter what it is at the beginning, if you don't have your customer that is coming back and buying again and again and again, you just have to know that everybody is a customer. And I've seen this work. I mean, I've seen this work. for It doesn't matter if you're in the cycling industry. It doesn't matter if you have an online cycling store. Everyone is a customer. Because even if they aren't right now, they will be seven touches later. Um, and between now and then, when they become a customer, when they realize, oh, maybe I should actually start riding bikes. They will reach out to people and their friends and family that do ride bikes, but you have to have constantly be reaching out and you you can't be sloppy with it, but you just, (laughs) the more you do it, the more you're able to do it. So anyway, this has been my longest podcast so far. Hopefully I can go longer on these podcasts, but I need to get back to organizing my room so that way I can make videos. And by organizing, I don't mean like organizing. I'm, I just mean uh, getting a good setup right with a good angle so I can make some videos for my Instagram account. So thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.